Whatever gets you through the night. All right. All right. And what gets you through the next year? Because the next 12 months could make or break your future. What am I talking about? Emotional intelligence. You see, I believe that if you improve your emotional intelligence, you will not only have a better year, but you'll set yourself up for emotional success for your future. What do I mean by that? Well, emotionally intelligent people have a few traits in common, like some of the things that they have in common are things that they do not do. (laughs) And one of them is that they are not afraid of change. Another is they are not perfectionists. Some of the things that emotional intelligent people do have is they are good at self-awareness. They have good life balance. Uh, They're very open and they are gracious. Can you improve these six different things? I bet you can. Hello, hello, I am Lara Pareka, and I hope that you are going to have the best next 12 months of your life. I know that I am. I intend to, and so I will declare that I shall. And once I make that decision, hmm, the rest will follow. Have you ever noticed that if you really make a decision, things will fall in place? It's almost as if the universe conspires for you. You know, the times that I wanted to go on a diet, but I wasn't really serious... I would make my little list of what I would eat and wouldn't eat and, you know, the time of day that I would exercise and I wouldn't follow through with it. But the times that I really decided, I made that firm decision. There was no stopping me. I would go through my pantry and get rid of food that was not healthy and I would really be on that road to self-improvement because I had made the decision. So, if you want to make the decision that the next 12 months are going to be better than the last 12, I know for me they surely will, even if I don't try very hard, uh, then you might decide to use this as your barometer, emotional intelligence. You see, I believe emotional intelligence will get you much further than your skill sets, than your um, heart set, you know, how much you think you love or don't love other people. And even your mindset. You know, we can set our mind to things, but like I said, if you don't make that decision, you're not going to get there. So, emotional intelligence. What am I talking about? Let's go over these different characteristics of people that have have emotional intelligence or that have a lot of it or more than the average person. And let's see how you might improve and I might improve on these. The first sign of someone who's emotionally intelligent is that they're not afraid of change. You see, when we're afraid of change, whether it's because we're conditioned from our past or maybe just because we're lazy lately, (laughs) we are not open to growth and being afraid of change will cost you. If you are afraid to walk across the street, you'll never get to the other side. Ask the chicken about that one. So maybe that might be something you put on your radar this year. You know what? I'll spend the first two months trying to not be afraid of change. I'm going to journal it. I'm going to talk to my mentor about it. I'm going to make the decision to not be afraid of change. Put a little sign on the mirror or on your way out the door that says, I am brave. So today I will dot, dot, dot. And maybe try to do things Uh, to make you more brave, things that you've been afraid to do, things that require change. You could start small. You could start writing with the opposite hand. I'm left-handed, and every once in a while, I write with my right hand. It gives your brain a workout. 
You could start with another small thing like taking a different route to the grocery store tomorrow or to work. Doing things a little differently helps to kind of shake your brain out of that monotony of the known. The unknown helps your brain to grow dendrites. Uh, I used to say in education that sit and get does not grow dendrites. And when I was training teachers, I taught them that they could not have the students just sit because you don't sit and get. Learning is not a sit-down activity, even if you're taking notes. Learning is an active activity. So do not be afraid of change. That is one way for you to grow more emotionally, more emotional intelligence. Number two is (laughs) emotionally intelligent people are not perfectionists. I say that with a little chuckle because I know people who are challenged in this area. They want to be perfectionists. And here's the thing. Being a perfectionist is not just going to keep you back from better emotional intelligence. It's going to keep you back from a lot of things because we cannot be perfect about things. It will slow your progress. If you want to grow quickly, you must fail forward fast. I always told my college students this. Fail forward fast. Make mistakes Get back up, try again, and that is how you will learn faster. Don't be afraid. Third, are you good at self-awareness? I am better at it. I remember several years ago taking a um, class from Brendan Burchard, and he said, you've got to decide that you're going to have three words that define you. And one of the words I came up with was aware. You want to know what the others are? Confident, creative, and aware. Those were the three things that I wanted to become more of that year. And I tell you, awareness is one I'm back to full circle because the more aware you are, the better everything is in your life. Oh, there might be strife and turmoil along the way. Every time you clean up, it gets a little messier before it gets better. So similarly, when you aim to grow, things might look a little rougher before they get better, but they will get better. Ask me how I know (laughs) as a lifelong learner. So are you good at self-awareness? Do you pay attention to yourself? We call it in education metacognition, being aware, thinking about what you're thinking about. Self-awareness is not just about your thoughts. You need to be self-aware about your feelings. This is a real big part of the presence that I teach to my women's groups. Being self-aware includes your recognizing, wow, right now, I'm a little upset. Hmm, let me take a look at that feeling. Let me let myself feel that feeling and not stop it from happening. Allow myself to feel feelings. So it's your mind, your spirit, your body. Being self-aware and more of it will help you with your emotional intelligence. Number four, have good life balance. We all know that superstar entrepreneur making seven figures so proud of himself, but he is not good at life balance. He is not good at emotional intelligence. And I say he, it could be they or she. I'm just, you know, using one of the um, pronouns. So having good life balance is a sign of those with emotional intelligence. Now, why do you think that is? Hmm... Well, much of your life has to do with dealing with people, with dealing with your emotions. We are emotional creatures. Yes, we are. And so because of that, we are going to need to learn to balance our emotions, learn to pay attention to them, to accept them, to not let them rule our lives. You need to have good life balance. That means in your work, 
in your home life, with other people, in your uh, ability to be prosperous and create a good income, every area of your life, in your health. Hmm, do you have good life balance? You can improve upon that. Maybe take a few months to focus on that. If you try to focus on everything at once, you're too scattered. I know because it has happened to me more than once. Squirrel! (laughs) As a a very creative person, I tend to want to just do the fun part. And I want to be off to the next adventure. But the truth is, if you slow down, take a little rest, take a little slow, deep breath, and decide that you're going to just focus on one or two things each month or two. That will help you eventually have good life balance. (laughs) And another little clue I have for you, if you grow in one area, it will help the other areas come up. It works that way. If you work on your emotional intelligence, you watch what happens. You will also improve other things like your health and your financial situation and how things are going at work. Next is being open. And this includes asking questions, exploring possibilities, and not being judgmental. All of us know that it's more important to ask questions than to talk. I tend to talk a lot. I'm very verbal, very outgoing, and yeah, I talk too much sometimes. (laughs) I have to slow down and recognize that asking questions and maybe just kind of leaving more pauses in the conversation for the other person to speak is good It's very good for me to do, and it's good for you to do, too. When's the last time you asked a lot of questions? Was it when you were a child? All children, and I know this because I was a classroom teacher in elementary school for many years, all children start out being very good at asking lots of questions. They're naturally inquisitive, but life and their parents and sometimes unknowing teachers and neighbors and friends knock them down enough and shut them up enough that they realize that asking questions is not, or they think, is not good for them. And I would challenge that. And I would say, to be more emotionally intelligent, you might want to start asking more questions. It helps you to get to know other people better, too. You know, you're not just helping them open up and think of what the answers are. You're helping yourself to learn more about others. Explore possibilities. Now, this is not only owned by those who are emotionally intelligent. Before you jump down my throat about, wait a minute, I know these entrepreneurs, they make great money and they explore possibilities all the time. Yes. Uh, people who, are, who have a good uh, EQ, their emotional intelligence, are not the only ones who are good at exploring possibilities. Yet, they do explore lots of possibilities. Think about a situation where a coworker is having a certain problem that affects you on the job. If you start to explore lots of possibilities, you will come up with better solutions. Exploring possibilities is a good thing to do. But judging is not. Don't judge. Now, when I say that, you know what I mean. I'm not saying don't judge which of these two employees is better at handling X, Y, and Z, so that's the one you're going to give that duty to. I'm saying don't judge in general because you're going to use the filter that you already have in life. I call it your BS, your belief system. You're going to use your own belief system in your own brain to make judgments. And the bad part about that is often we're making poor judgments because we're using uh, the wrong filters. So 
recognizing that those who are more spiritually mature are much less likely to judge ought to give us a little, you know, push in that direction to say, you know, maybe I will try to be less judgmental. Because, by the way, all judgment is self-judgment. If you start judging someone else, you are really showing that you judge yourself too harshly. Reflect on that one for a while. Those I know who are real quick to judge others. Oh, look at that fat person. Oh, I can't believe she said that. (gasps) Do you know what the president did? The more you judge, the more you show that you are judging everyone and including yourself. Have you ever been in a gathering where as soon as someone left the room, others started talking about them? I guarantee when you leave the room, (laughs) they're going to start talking about you too. It's very telling when someone is real quick to judge others. So if you want to have more emotional intelligence, you might want to ask more questions, explore more possibilities, and don't be so judgmental. Just try to be more open. And finally, emotionally intelligent people are gracious. They are. They recognize that people make mistakes and they offer grace. When I was a second grade teacher, I had a sign I hung in my classroom that said, for every negative thing I tell about a person, I must tell two positive things. So for example, if a student said, Johnny is being rude, he's wrinkling his papers and I can't work, then that child needs to suddenly say two positive things about Johnny. (laughs) By the time you begin doing that over and over and try to make it a habit, you will find that you're less judgmental. You will find that you are more apt to look on the bright side, look at the good in other people. Being gracious means allowing someone else to go in front of you that's in a hurry. It's, you know, not coming down on someone for doing something to you that you have a right to come down on them about. It is showing grace. We all need a little more grace. So maybe if we give some, we might get some. Which of these different things that I've spoke of do you think really resonates with you and do you want to focus on? I upped all six of these for me and I'm going to continue to, but not all at once. Remember what I said. If you focus on one or two things at a time, you're more likely to, you know, have more progress because you are focusing and therefore you won't be too scattered in your um, daily activities and thoughts about it. I upped mine. Time for you to up yours. (laughs) That is the stupidest joke. I'm not going to tell that joke anymore. I up mine now. Up yours. I I promise I will not tell that stupid joke anymore. All right, so emotional intelligence. Don't be afraid of change. Do not be a perfectionist. Be good at self-awareness. Have some good life balance. Be open, ask questions, explore possibilities, and don't judge. And finally, be more gracious. Sending you much love and grace. Bye for now.